0: your party. Whose
1: idea was that? Hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am
0: an anime expert, D Hollander, and I'm Brendan McCullough, your anime night rider.
1: Like I knew it, I called it from yeah. a mile away. Yeah, it's <laughs> like what what
0: reference will it be? Yes, <laughs> like we the, all know Brendan loves Mister Feeny.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the car. Yeah, the kit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got there.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, it was. I think five years before my time and probably 15 years before your time. But... Oh, God. Uh, Yeah, that's about all I know of this anime. Because this week, we're watching Kino's Journey. Are either of you familiar with it? Nope. No. Great. We're all going in blind. Never heard of her. (laughs) I... Uh remember getting it off some list, and I was like, oh, like, of a good anime, though. It's not the, not the garbage I got Aki-Can from. Um, <laughs> Thank and you it, for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at a lot of lists. I, I browse, and I purposely choose violence with the bad ones. Um, <laughs> but this was on, like, a good list. So I was like, oh, this one actually sounds neat. Very uh, very stylistic, mostly because it wasn't set in a high school. So I was like, ah, it could be about anything. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I looked it
1: up the infinite possibilities (laughs) yeah
0: I
2: looked it up in my on my anime list it has the website not my personal anime (laughs) uh it has an 8.3 which I feel like is pretty high for my anime list I feel like usually stuff is like in the seven point something range if it's good Mm -hmm. so that's interesting
0: because even if something's good and popular, you still get a lot of naysayers who are like, um, I don't think it's that great. Just bringing mm-hmm. down the score. Um, yeah. So yeah, eight. anything above eight, it's like, ooh, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty decent. Good. Yeah. Uh, so see what it's about. Uh, for anyone who was confused about the opening, uh, th- there's a character in the show and they have a motorcycle that talks. And that's pretty much all I know about this show.
1: Mm. But we, we know how... Uh, at least one of these hosts feels about two-wheeled transportation uh, it it, uh, bodes well for us uh,
2: yeah i i got nervous because although i did know there was a talking motorcycle from looking it up i couldn't make the connection and i was like i feel as though i've made a mistake (laughs) what happened i watched the wrong show again (laughs) Yeah, this is the third time in, like, recent episodes that <laughs> Brandon has worried
0: us with his uh, introduction that we may have done something wrong. It's a fun little game I've made up for myself. It's called Gaslighting Your Friends.
2: <laughs> Yay.
0: Cool. Uh, what a great energy to start an episode where we're all just like,
1: oh, uh, uh, what? Uh, oh, did, I, uh, did I fuck up? Catch oh, you off guard? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, well, we clearly know nothing about this show. Shall we dive right in? Yeah. Let's get right. Zoom, zoom, zoom. The world is beautiful. The station at the base of Cezark has all the charm of an industrial seaport and the invasiveness of a busy market. Life is a gift. The belabored death of a joyful man is an ugly thing to witness. With kind and giving people. If you push past an angry sailor in Gloucester, it's a transgression worthy of a trip to the bridge. Adventures everywhere you look. He knew I never strayed far from Gloucester and would rather read about the next town over than
2: visit myself.
1: And fun around every corner.
2: If I fall to my death,
1: body mangled among the meat, would they notice a passenger in there? So go explore. I bury my face in a pillow and cry silently to sleep as the party continues beyond. Make new friends. She opened the door a crack, just enough to be face-to-face, but not to imply a welcome. Remember old ones. He was the only one welcoming in the starlight on its many-mile journey. And see the beauty the world has to offer. I'm glad I could share with him this moment, and return it to its rightful home. Echoed Locations, A Traveler's Guide to a Solar Punk World. A new audio fiction travel show, premiering December 9th. Subscribe now on your podcatcher of choice. This show just looked directly into my soul. It knows. It knows.
0: It, it knows. You too I much. Want. <laughs> <laughs> to pull back a bit. You gotta put it uh, down. <laughs> we gotta put this one down. <laughs> it's too hot. Too hot to handle. Yep. 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 Yep.
1: Yep. Uh. So yeah, I'll I'll just establish first off. Hey, uh, listener, if you've been here for a minute, uh, you might have heard me advertise a podcast called Echoed Locations. Well, this sh- this is Echoed Locations, the anime. <laughs> this is this is a, a piece of fiction that I wrote that was made twenty years before, and it's so much better. Oh oh boy! Oh okay. stop!
0: <laughs> this is how we learn and grow. Yes, yeah,
1: inspiration.
2: Breathe what? perspiration or whatever they say.
0: What? <laughs>
2: I think people say
0: that. I mean, I know I ate the Thai food earlier. I'm not that sweaty. I can yeah, smell it's, it. Uh, breathe
1: condensation <laughs> and inspiration will uh, precipitation. Oh, okay, mm. <laughs> <laughs> went
0: <in> different directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see we're all on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode one starts off. Uh, I, I have to. Sh- Appreciate D for pointing us in the right direction, because we found out there's multiple series called Kino's Journey. Mm -hmm. And when I started episode one, I was so scared, because it just starts off running. Yeah. So (laughs) I was very confused (laughs) at the beginning of this. Um, But episode one starts off, we saw someone riding a motorcycle through a storm, presumably the titular Kino. And then we get a flashback uh, to someone being like exhausted and uncovering something in the storm. And then the flashback says... Or oh no, and then we hear someone like off camera saying, uh, "This is no way to begin a journey. We should go back to master and I was like there's a lot happening because there's kind of like there's kind of a flashback to a different sequence for a split second, and they, at least
2: they really just
0: toss you in there They toss you in, and at least the one I watched there was like overlays of different like Japanese text like yeah. on screen, and the one I watched wasn't translated, so I don't know what any of those were saying throughout the three episodes we watched.
1: Um, yeah, they were very sporadically subtitled for me. It yeah. was
2: subtitled in the uh, the like subbed Japanese version, but I watched. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching all three episodes dubbed, and I was like, I should have yeah. maybe checked what they said.
1: <laughs> I don't know because they happened uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also watched all of them dubbed, but it seems like a lot of them were just more or less title cards for, like, the section we're about to see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or ambiguous sayings that may imply the backstory of Kino that we're not open ah. to in the first three episodes. That's my guess. But w- we were all able to follow along fine without them, so yeah, uh, didn't ruin anything. Uh, but yeah, it's someone saying, like, this is no way to begin a journey. A Kino's journey. Wink! <laughs> um, and then we see uh, Kino digging out underneath uh, this cover, and you find out it's just, like, a, a abandoned box or something. And Kino just digs out underneath of it, props it up, and puts a sheet over it, and uh, just sleeps under it. Because see they're in, like, a, a sandy, deserty area. So they wanted to get some sleep, you know, in the shade so you don't die out in the sun. And we hear... Uh, they never really established, like, ah, oh, this is my motorcycle, and it can talk. Because it it just, like we said, it just goes and runs with it. Mm-hmm. So... We get a shot of the motorcycle, and we hear the voice again. So presumably, the motorcycle's talking, and the motorcycle says, "Kino, do you remember God?" And boy, howdy, <laughs> did that just catch me off guard. Yeah, this show's pretty wild. It's pretty like mm. introspective. Fucking came out swinging. Existential.
1: Yeah, this is just a philosopher's wet dream of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> From a motorcycle, we get that line. Uh, <laughs> And so they're talking for a bit, and Kino uh, wakes up, and they tell their but bi- basically tell their bike like stop stop trying to sweep me, stop trying to get me to go back home. I, I I'm out on the journey. I'm a traveler now. Stop trying to bring me back. And the bike says they need to be decisive. And we find out the bike's name is Hermes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kino tells Hermes that the best trait of a traveler is never giving up. You know, you kind of get knocked down, you got to get back up and keep going on your journey because you're going to come into a lot of obstacles uh and then we see it starting to rain which i haven't seen in a good long time being in southern <laughs> california anyway um and then we it cut rain tomorrow don't worry it's i've been rain lied to before
2: tonight ooh, wow
0: Anyway, we were very distracted <laughs> uh cut to kino and hermes and they're on the road uh looking at just a giant ravine just like a giant chasm in the middle of the road like separating them and it's just like and Hermes says, like, ah, I knew we shouldn't have trusted that map seller. They were they were counterfeits. They were fake maps. They should have drawn this on the map if they were legit. Kino says, like, well, the map's been right up till this point. And Kino takes out, like, a little binocular and spots like a nearby town. And they say, like, well, there's a country over there which is on the map. So, like, everything's right except for this one thing. And while they're talking, they see, like, an eagle flying overhead. Kino looks up and asks, have you ever been jealous of birds? And Hermes is like, nah, I'm a bike. We don't fly, <laughs> and, and it's, I don't have eyes.
1: I don't know what they look like.
0: <laughs> it's hard to gauge the awareness of Hermes. Like, if it's mm. like I'm a robot made for uh, the single purpose, or if it's like I'm a fully sentient creature with emotions and like awareness, and it's yeah. Uh, mm. But it's it's a very sassy motorcycle. <laughs> And Kino remembers, uh, gets a brief flashback of someone talking to them and uh, says that birds always made them want to go on journeys because birds have, like, just such the freedom of movement. And uh, Hermes says, like, well, what are we going to do now? Like, are you going to go on to continue our journey? And Kino's like, well, I'm hungry. You don't got to eat. You're a bike. But I got to go off and get food. And uh, so they turn around, start riding in a different direction, trying to get to that nearby country. And as they're riding the road, it looks like they're riding back into a forest. And then the whole road just shifts and alters itself. And then it becomes like another canyon. With like the road continues though, but now it's like a stone archway. And all of the trees that were around them are just gone now. And Kino's like, ah, so that map seller was legit. It's the land that keeps changing, not the maps.
2: Makes perfect sense.
0: <laughs> this, this is definitely one of the, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Like, laughs> this is one of, what world are we in? Yeah. Um, and uh, Hermes uh, says, like, well, if the land keeps changing constantly, doesn't that make maps kind of useless and traveling kind of pointless? Like, really kind of just trying to pull Kino back, of, like, let's go home. And Kino says, no. If the land keeps changing, that's the exact reason to be a traveler, to keep it all up to date. And so we see Kino... Uh, finds their way around and gets to the nearby town um, it looks like they're all small independent countries so like each town they call a country um, but so Kino gets to like the big castle walls of this uh, town and goes inside and they, uh, they see a sign outside that says it's the National Inspection Center It's like, ah fantastic we'll register here make sure we're all up to snuff and you know they can keep track of us while we're visiting their town and when Kino goes inside, they see a little automated like receptionist, like "Welcome to our town. Please enter your name," you know, stuff like that. So Kino, like signs in and types everything. It's like, oh, interesting. You don't we'll see, you know, that level of automation out here. And uh, once they do, we see the drawbridge to the big castle town open up, and they get inside and they see a little tourism robot who just like pops out, is like, "Hey, here's your handy guidebook to the town. Bye!" and then runs off.
2: Yeah. It's like, made it feel huh. like an amusement park like a theme park yeah run by
0: robots yeah it was very strange um but it wasn't like threatening mm-hmm. but it was definitely eerie in the sense of like there's no one here and that's not right yeah do did these robots kill the people yeah yeah
1: did they take over what was going on
0: <laughs> You see a little vending machine robot he's wearing the skin of a man, like on the face. It's like, oh, okay.
2: Like in Kirby.
0: Yeah. Like in
2: the new Kirby game, Kirby oh, okay. and the Forgotten Land, out now on Nintendo
0: Switch. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Use but promo code uh, Wait, are you guys getting money? We're
1: manifesting.
0: Uh. <laughs> it was the <a> sponsor. <laughs> this little pocket. Um, and Hermes notes that uh, this can, this country is really friendly. Like, you know, they've, they've seen a few other robots like running around, uh, and you know, doing their jobs and they're just like, Oh, this is, you know, neat. No one's like questioning us. There's, uh, you know, no gangs or no violence or anything. It's like, there's no one at all. Actually, we haven't seen a human yet. And Keno's able to finally find like a hotel somewhere and get some food. Very fancy, um, and we see like a little waiter robot like come by and clean up the place and stuff. It's like thank you for our sir, thank you for your service. Boop boop beep, boop boop. Uh, <laughs> I I really enjoyed all the robot designs in this episode. They're really good.
1: Yeah, they are gorgeous. Like the aesthetic of this show is like 1910. Like we see like wax cylinder for like the uh, mm-hmm. basis of the like automated uh, guard. So it's just like that very like. Almost like clockwork machinery, but just way more
0: advanced than it should be. Mm. I love it so much, <laughs> yeah, kind of like a retro futurism, but like not quite fallout, but like mm-hmm. s- still more like old school than that um, so yeah, Kino leaves uh, the hotel pays for it, and it 's like, "Oh wow, that was really cheap uh, for how good the food was, uh, and they end up finding a hotel, and the hotel they stay in looks like a castle and like the little bellhop robot brings him to the room and it's like this royal suite and Kino keeps like prompting like, hey, we can't, like I can't afford, if you're going to try and pull the rug out under me and like charge me more for a big fancy room, I can't afford that. I'm telling you that now. And they're like, nope, this is fine. It's it's this. And they're like, wow, that's so cheap. Why is it so cheap here? Once again, mm-hmm. a little suspicious. <laughs> and we see Keno go to bed and <laughs> I enjoy that Kino brings Hermes into like all of the rooms that Keno stays in. Mm-hmm. so he's like wheeling in a motorcycle until like a hotel <laughs> I'd and
1: like to think uh, just like pushing it up like
0: a grand staircase <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll be right up, I'll be right up. <laughs> and uh, yeah we see Keanu go to sleep and it cuts to them uh, cleaning their gun and it's still dark out so it was hard to tell it's like oh did they wake up uh, you know, uh, but we see them cleaning their gun their little revolver and then practicing drawing it like pulling it from the holster real quick uh, and while they're doing that, we see the sunrise. So they got up early to do it, and they set off going around town, speculating about who lives here and why they seem to be the only human in the entire country. And after a while, they get up to like a high vantage point. Keena takes out their binoculars again, and they spot a few, a few people off in the distance. They're like, yeah, oh, there's there's some people, but they're alone, which is weird. And they're all sticking close to their property. No one's, like, out on the roads. Everyone's, like, around their house. But it's weird that, like, there's not even families. You don't see, like, family units, like, you know, parents and kids running around. It's just individual people. Once again, little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go back to their hotel. And Kino says that they agreed to stay there for another three days. And then they'll head off on the road. And Hermes is like, oh, we we're staying here for three days. You know, why are we staying here for three days? And Kino's like, well, it's a good way to get a feel for everything. You get to see a lot of the stuff you get experience life here, and you keep on moving on, and you know, keep on the travels. Uh, but when they're back in the hotel, Kino admits, like, ah, eh, actually, I think if I stayed anywhere for more than three days, I would run the risk of settling down, and then I wouldn't be a traveler anymore. And like, well, if I'm not a traveler, what am I? Sort of thing. It's like, ooh, existentialism hitting real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we see uh, they head out to the outskirts of the town so like they leave the big castled walls and anytime they run across someone like on their house uh they see kino and scream and run back inside and take cover and it's like ah that doesn't help the unsettling presence <laughs> and kino approaches a man uh that they see gardening and the same thing happens kino's like hello sir and he turns around and screams and darts behind his house and then uh after a second, he comes back out and he was like, wait, you can't read my mind. Can you? It's like, no. And he's like, what Oh, a thank God. What crazy thing
2: to say, sir. <laughs> Absolutely
0: not. Yeah. Not the first thing I,
1: you, I was expecting you to guess about me, but.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a bandit or something. It's like, ah, oh, you're not telepathic. Are you? It's like, huh? <laughs> Wild swing. It goes back to my motorcycle. asking me if we've forgotten about God, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> just heavy punches here. Um, and Kino asks, like, why is everyone separated? Why is everyone on their own? And the man says, like, oh, you're in the land of visible pain. Also cool. LA. Uh, and he says this country advanced quickly. They, they advanced tech, tech-wise very rapidly. Um, that's why so many robots are pretty much automated and running everything by themselves, even though people don't live there anymore. And they said they hit a certain point where they realized to try to end suffering between people and they realized it was about miscommunication, people not understanding each other. So the best way for people to understand each other is that they, they could actually read each other's minds.
2: Pretty big leap there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thought, you know, maybe we have a community center and, like, hang out on like, Friday night. You know, yeah. just talk. Ha-
1: <laughs> yeah, what if you had, I don't know, like a culture
0: that allowed people to express their feelings in <laughs>
1: an open and safe way?
0: Yeah, telepathy. Um... <laughs> So, their scientists developed a f- sort of serum that if you drank it, you could uh, read people's minds. And it's just that simple. And there's a part of me that enjoys like the glossing over of something like that. It's like, we're not here to dissect how therapy, or uh, therapy, how telepathy works. We're here to use it as a plot device to tell this weird little niche story. Yeah. And it's something I kind of really enjoyed about that, how we kind of gloss over the whole telepathy part real fast. <laughs> And uh, he says, like, yeah, we all enjoyed it. We were all celebrating. We thought, hey, this is a solution to all of our problems. The kids drank it. The adults drank it. We all, you know, everyone took part of it. And we all very quickly could read each other's thoughts. And um, immediately I had this, you know, crush on this woman for a long time. And the second we both drank the serum and looked at each other, we both, both knew the feelings were mutual. So we immediately started living together and, like, started falling in love because we already knew how the other person felt. And things moved really quickly. And then equally as quickly we learned about some differences. I love music and she doesn't. She loves gardening and I don't. And we realized how different we were. And that wasn't bad at first, but then those, you know, little differences started building on top of each other more and more. You could hear the thoughts of people resenting you for not enjoying the same thing. Those kind of intrusive thoughts that everyone has, but you keep to yourself, uh, you know, to maintain Society <laughs> started bleeding through, and sooner uh, than later, people couldn't dissect the, couldn't separate those from the people, and people started not trusting each other because you could hear every little, you know, self doubt, every little like nitpicking thought in everyone's heads all the time, and eventually, kind of just tore the country apart. And that's why they say this is the land of visible pain because you can see clearly everything about the person. Because you can read their thoughts, so it it was the scientific breakthrough that destroyed our country, yep, and uh, he said, like talking, the telepathy only goes to a certain range, so everyone agreed that it was best to get away from each other, so they all live that's why they all live isolated and far apart, so that way they couldn't hear each other's thoughts uh and it was kind of like, oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they said with all the robots that they had, like, everything kind of automated itself, so they were able to live this way. Like, you know, they were able to have robots, like, bring them food and stuff if they weren't farming for themselves. So they were able to continue to live this way, and it seems to be for the best. Um, and, but he says, because we're living this way, there's no new kids. No one's living together. No families are being raised. So, after his generation, the country's probably going to die out. I was like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable, but whew, what a turn. And Kino's like, dude, I met you like 20 minutes ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice like, little I know brunch. you haven't
1: talked to anyone in a long time, but.
0: <laughs> this is a lot to take in. <laughs> Looking back at the hotel with, like, the little brunch robot, like, fuck, maybe I should just go back there. <laughs> Um, but yeah so they talk for a while and uh, it's clear that the guy really enjoyed it because it's the first person he could talk to and who knows how long without reading their thoughts um, Kino goes to leave uh, and they're both happy they had the little chat and the man's like hey, oh yeah, oh, hey wait a minute what if you just like hung out long what if you stayed what if I had any social interaction wouldn't that in be years? fun and cool Something how crazy would that be <laughs> And Kino's like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Which is understandable. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, yeah, that's fair, right? You know, you're just passing through you're traveling, it makes sense. Uh, but Kino also notices, like, oh, yeah, he was out here gardening when I came by. And he's got, like, his bunch of roses and stuff that look actually pretty nice. Uh, just like his ex in the story. And uh, we see Kino go on, continuing their travel. And they pass by a house that also has a bunch of roses outside. And Hermes is like, ah, you think that's the ex's house? Kino's like, yeah, probably. Oh, well. And they keep moving. I thought they were going like, to talk to her and be like, hey, maybe you could work it. No. Kino's like, I'm passing through. I'm not here to change people's lives. Mm-hmm. And once again, part of me really enjoyed that. We're just like, yeah. you know, we keep on keeping on.
2: Yeah, it's not the kind of thing where someone comes and changes everyone's life for the better. Yeah. Someone comes, yeah, listens, and
1: leaves. Yeah, I'm here to experience this town, not fix it. It's mm-hmm. it's doing fine without me. It will continue after I'm gone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it really is just like a fantasy travel show. It's like, look at this neat little town. Moving God, on. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to how sad it is here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Hermes a- asked why Kino looked at the man a little differently as they left. And... Um, Because as they were leaving, we sat on them for, like, a few seconds, a few beats. Kino says, like, I got the feeling he was telling me to be safe on my journey, uh, even though he didn't say it. So in my head, I kind of replied, like, hey, don't worry about it. Thanks, you know, thanks for your kindness. And it ends with Kino being like, I wonder if he heard that. Like, I couldn't hear his thoughts, but could he hear my thoughts, sort of. Mm. And that's episode one.
2: Yeah. So... In the beginning of episode two, we see a dark and snowy terrain. And a little rabbit comes out of a bush and then gets shot. Uh-oh. By rabbit. Whoops. It was cute. And it was... There was more blood than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's Kino that shot it, of course. And they're in a big old snowsuit. Um, and... They go back to Hermes, and Hermes complains about the snow. They don't like driving in the snow. Kino agrees, but they got to keep going. They're taking the rabbit to someone, some, some people, who we don't know yet. Um, and then they arrive at a tent, and Kino peeks inside, and there's three guys that just look like worse for wear. Um, they tell them that uh, they've been there since the beginning of winter, and that was a flashback, that little bit right there. And now we're mm. back to Kino returning to the tent with the rabbit, um, and uh, so Kino gets back, and they all like rush at her, at them. But they're like, "I have to cook it first. Like you don't want to <laughs> die from eating raw meat."
0: I've had all of my life. <laughs> I do like when the guy tells uh, Kino, "It's like uh, you must not be surprised uh, when we tell you this." Uh, yeah. And they say, "We've been here since the beginning of winter." Kino goes. Oh, I'm surprised. surprised. I was like, "God damn it, Kino, the one thing." <laughs>
2: uh, um, so yeah, um, they're stuck there, and so Kino is like, "I'm gonna take care of you guys." And um, they skin the rabbit, like bow their head, pay their respects, cook it in a stew. Um, we see the men chow down on the food, and Kino gives them some nutrition pills and some water also, and says like, "I'll stick with you guys." until you feel better and can get your truck out of the snow. Um, One of them gives them a small box, and there's a ring inside. And then another one of the men is like, why are you giving that to to Kino? That was supposed to be a gift for your wife. And he's like, ah, yeah, but, you know, Kino saved our lives, so they should have it. Um, And, yeah, so Kino tells Hermes that something is bothering them. They feel bad about killing the rabbit. And Hermes is like, well, you kill stuff for yourself all the time. And Kino feels bad because the food wasn't for themselves, And they also don't necessarily have an obligation to feed these men. Um, And Hermes asks, what's wrong with choosing fellow men over an animal? And Kino is like, well, I still have no obligation. Like, I don't know these people. Um, But Kino knows that if they were in that situation, they would want someone to stop and help them. And it's not like the rabbit can benefit Kino in any way, anyway, so
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> hermes had a line where its uh they say charity is not for the sake of others, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ooh, yeah, ooh, episode two,
1: yeah, ooh. hitting hard yeah, this is uh, this is just full of gems that make you go, Oh, fuck, oh, yeah,
0: man. yeah, oh, I should
1: call my dad
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> um so Hermes is like oh, are you gonna sell that ring and Kino like puts it on and puts their hand out and is like what do you think and Hermes boing, is boing. like yeah I don't think it really suits you <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next morning Kino, uh boils some water on Hermes and Hermes is like I'm not a stove <laughs> um, and Kino gives the men more nutrition pills and they're starting to look suspicious and I don't trust them maybe it's because I just don't trust men but
0: <laughs> you know what? fair
2: they are looking a little sus. Um, Kino gets them another rabbit. Um, when they shoot the rabbit, they, like, say something, but they're in their it's, snowsuit, and I don't know if the audience is supposed to hear it or not.
0: Yeah, it was very muffled. Like, even turning my volume all the way up, I couldn't make out what they were saying.
2: Yeah, so I guess you're just not supposed to hear it. Um, so, yeah, the the guys are eating the dinner. Um, they say they'll get the truck out of the snow the next day. Um, Hermes tries to convince Kino to leave before helping the guys get the truck, but um, they feel like they have to see it through because that guy gave them the ring. They're like, well, now I have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, so sitting around a fire, um, one of the men is talking about his, like, fiance. Um, Kino asks if he's married and he says, I'll be married on the day of the returning home alive festival. (laughs) I was like, that's not a very creative name, but all right.
0: It's a little wordy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can we do a second pass on this? Just uh, (laughs) punch it up.
2: Uh, No, it has to be on the nose. (laughs) Um, So one of them explains that at the end of the fall, different groups travel North for business and trading And then, um, at the end of winter, everyone comes home and celebrates once the last group comes back. And the, uh, I don't want to say superstition, but like, if you have, it's said that if you have a wedding on the festival day, the marriage will have great prosperity. Um, but there was a surprise storm and the snowfall started early and it got them stuck there. Um, Hermes asks what they sell and they change the
1: subject. So that's
2: Hmm. not great. Hmm.
1: Um, It's George Foreman grills. We're just embarrassed to still be selling them.
2: (laughs) Hey, I have one of those. It's not so bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty handy. Uh, They say, uh, like, food. I think Hermione says, like, food or something. And he's like, yeah, something like that. Something like that. And it's just like, huh. Huh. Also, real quick, I thought these guys were like emaciated because they were starving to death. And then we had the flashback of like the festival, and they're like, no, they just look like that. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, they look like skeletons. They're just some nasty dudes. Yeah. Um,
2: so they change the subject, say, Kino, if you come to our country, you're going to have a warm welcome. And then one of them plays a song on a pan flute. Woohoo!
0: It's called green sleeves. <laughs> I learned it in um. middle school.
2: <laughs> it's hot cross buns. <laughs> um, the next day, Kino and the men work to get their truck unstuck, and they're successful. They've like tied the truck to Hermes. Hermes is revving up. Uh, the two of the guys are pushing the back of the truck, and they get it. Hooray! Yay. They thank Kino. Kino tells Hermes, "Good job." And they're all kind of standing toward the back of the truck, and they call Kino over. They're like, hey, can you come help us with something? And Kino's like, yeah, of course. They go back there, and the men have their weapons drawn. What's this about? (sighs) Turns out, they sell humans. Uh, Yeah, real bad.
0: Shit sucks.
2: Yep. So uh, Kino puts their hands up right away um hermes is very concerned for themselves. they're like what's gonna happen to me and the uh men are like we'll find you a new rider soon
0: Um, thanks hermes yeah
2: (laughs) um so the men make kino put down their revolver take off their coat do a little turn they have another gun on their back they drop that too they have so many knives. <laughs> They're just unloading all of these knives into the snow. It goes on forever.
0: <laughs> I like that even Hermes didn't know that. Hermes was like, Kino, how many do you have? What like, the
1: fuck? <laughs> yeah, truly everyone's like beyond like, whoa, you're strapped. Just like, there, there
0: can't be a reason this is you have this many. <laughs> it's a lot.
2: I like knives.
0: <laughs> Kino's um, carrying around like 20 pounds of knives on them at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a knife salesman. What do you (laughs) know? Cutco. (laughs)
2: Um, and the last knife, I don't know if it's actually a knife. It's like a grappling hook almost, I think, because they make their attack finally, and they like shoot out at them with this last thing. Um, gets all of them on the ground and kills them all. Shoots one of them in the face. They deserve it. They're bad people. Yep. Um, And then once it's over, Kino admits that it was scary for them and that they thought it was the end. Um, And then they go and open the back of the truck and, like, a ghostly woman flies out. Kino's released a spirit. um, And opens the back of the truck and sees a bunch of human remains. Yikes. Yikes. Um,
0: Food or something like that.
2: Something like that. Um, So they leave the ring with the bodies of the men. Says, like, sorry I was unable to help, which I was a little confused by. Um, Hermes points out that the town won't have the festival that year. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Sorry you were going to marry a slaver. Tough luck.
2: Well, it makes me wonder, like, what... I mean, the town must have known... Like, it Uh, makes me wonder what else the town was exporting, kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Puts things in a different perspective. Yeah. Which is, you know, feels like the point of the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, before they go, Kino kind of eyes all three rabbit skins from when they fed these men, and they take off. Um, Hermes asks what Kino would do if they had to decide between two lives again. They don't answer for a minute and then says that these things will always happen because we're only human. And then it just ends. And I think that's what's like, so especially in the third one, um, mm-hmm. there's no opening or ending and it really just ends. Like Kino will say something and it's just over and it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's no yeah. like happy or cathartic wrap up. It's just like, and we're moving on. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is
1: the first series we've watched that just straight up does not have an opening or ending sequence. Yeah, I don't even, know if it's just like in the copies we're watching, or if it's mm. just the choice to be like, nope, this has to feel like you are just traveling
0: with this person.
2: Yeah, like there's no, not even like that. There has to be like an ending sequence. There's no like rolling credits or anything like that either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that you say that, I never, I never even thought about it until just now
1: yeah yeah we get like a break bumper where they show like the title of the show Mm -hmm. but even that is i i believe silent
2: yeah there's like a little like piano something or other but
0: nothing Uh, exciting there's not a lot of music in this show either a lot of quiet think about what you just did it's like ah beans yeah it's a lot
1: (laughs) 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 just have a lot of feelings and be sad
0: uh, well, looking, speaking of being sad, oh! <laughs> oh I'll sorry. say real quick, uh, quick Google. It looks like there's an opening for this, so oh, okay, maybe it's just the ones we did watch.
1: Mm. Interesting. Well, uh, either way, it feels more impactful watching it without it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listener, be warned. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was just like a catchy like J-pop song, like any other series, this would not have the same weight as it currently does.
0: Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's. Oh, um, mm, yeah, so absolutely do not watch it with that, because it will not
1: match the tone. <laughs> Skip yeah. the opening. Uh, well, we start out episode three. Uh, Kino and Hermes get into a new town, and uh, they're greeted by someone being like, ah, here for the end of the world? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, excuse me? Uh, because there there is a great prophecy in this town that uh, uh, they interpret to mean tomorrow the world will end at sunrise so uh they're able to get a room for free because everyone in this town is like it doesn't matter we're all gonna be dead in like eight hours so who cares Mm -hmm. uh so uh kino also does some shopping goes to like an ammo shop it's like, how much for uh, some of these things? And the shop keeps like, who cares? We're gonna die. Just take what you want. And they're like, oh, hell yeah, I'll just load up on a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and just goes on, like, a shopping spree wherever they can. Uh, Smart. Uh, so uh, they see a priest with just a big crowd outside of a church, and... Uh, Kino's talking with, like, a couple off to the side, sitting at, like, an outdoor patio. And uh, Kino's like, hey, what's what's going on? Uh, and these people explain, oh, yes, that's the priest that interpreted uh, this prophecy that the world will end tomorrow. Because uh, uh, he deciphered the great book of prophecy uh, that he decided was a prophecy. Hmm. 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 Uh, but, uh... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, all up to interpretation, but as he's, uh, talking to the crowd, he's like, ah, oh, yes, the celestial patterns laid out in this book, I, uh, charted them all out, and it says, like, after the 19th moon of whatever, I calculate that moon, uh, is tonight. So, with the rising sun, like the book says, the world will end tomorrow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, uh. We get that establishment that that's going on and, uh, they go back to their hotel for the night. Uh, so back at the hotel, again, gotta get philosophical, uh, Kino's (laughs) like, why, why do humans have to find meanings and narratives in everything? Why, why don't we just see things as random events like they are? Mm. Uh, and we just leave that question hanging forever, uh, (laughs) And uh, we see Kino doing another like uh, just drills, like drawing their weapon, uh, and uh, it happens early in the morning, and we see sunrise, and the world does not end. What the
2: fuck? What a
1: ripoff! I hate <laughs> this town. It was at this point. I was like,
2: Kino, leave. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of this town. So it's many tough. free things. You gotta go. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah. Uh, uh, they all go to the center square where the crowd is at the church and everyone, everyone's like, uh, what, what, what? <laughs> I made so many enemies yesterday thinking I would never see them again. What is happening? Um. I fucked my best friend's wife. <laughs> and I gave him the finger while I did it too. <laughs> there's no repairing that. <laughs>
0: God, you know if there was, like, a doomsday center. Like, that's what would be happening. It's all a bunch of, like, we can't go back. We've done some horrendous, unforgivable shit. We can't just go back to life. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, the priest is...
1: As baffled as everyone else, and is like, oh, there, there has to be a reason. Oh, well, one of these moons was a, a, a lunar eclipse, so we didn't actually get a full, an actual moon. So it should be tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just, that's uh, it. revising the story uh, and. Uh, We get another priest, uh, the northern priest, uh, Mm who comes in and is like, oh, yes, as I predicted, this uh, southern priest is wrong. The actual end of the world will be in 30 years, so there's nothing to fear, everyone. Oh, thank Uh, goodness. uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I'll worry about that in 29 and a half
0: years. (laughs) Can't wait Uh, for 30 more years when I can fuck my neighbor's wife again. Uh... Uh, so in the town
1: square Kino uh, is getting ready to leave and the shop keeps come up and are like hey <laughs> you know all that, that stuff we gave you and I love it so much Kino's like yes it's very helpful bye and, <laughs> and they're like yeah we we can't ask you for money now that's fair oh we <laughs> fucked up alright you me this one and Kino leaves uh So, uh, we see, uh, yeah, this, this episode, like everything ties together at the end, but it's definitely more segmented than the last one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll tie it up. But, uh, next segment, um, we see, uh, uh, Kino gets to the next neighboring country and goes up to the main gate to check in. And the guard is just so delighted. He's like, "What? Oh, we haven't had travelers here in like months or years. Wow, this is incredible! Everyone's going to be so excited to see you. Come on in!" And just starts ringing the bell uh, to be like, "Hey, townsfolk, we have a guest. Everyone, come on, come (laughs)
0: places,
1: (laughs) places, everyone!" (laughs) Uh, And yeah, uh, the gate opens, and just everyone. Greets uh, Kino, just like fully uh, jazzed, and uh, they have a feast ready. Uh, and then we see that they start doing their local tradition, which is. Oh. I'm hmm? I'm sorry. I'm unfamiliar with this concept. Uh, cat ears? Is this something common in the <laughs> anime community? Is that?
0: <laughs> what? What, hey, yeah. what are you talking about? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is a, uh, so-called local tradition, uh, based on, uh, whatever their backstory is, uh, but everyone dances around in cat ears and, uh, an old woman offers some to, uh, Kino. Kino's like, hmm, I don't think they suit me. Okay. <laughs> And
2: long story short, it's a town of furries. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's a <laughs> meal. I was kind of excited because like they walk in, you see even the guard walking behind Kino take off his hat and he's got the cat ears on. And I was like, Oh, are there animal people? We've already seen some like kind of weird supernatural stuff in this. So like maybe it's just a race of animal people. And then no, you see the headband on all I was like,
1: oh Dang furries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so
1: Kino's like, Alright, cool, thank you gotta get moving bye and leaves and we see all the townsfolk just like waving waving goodbye and then once Kino's out of earshot they're like oh that tradition sucked oh come on Uh, that's not gonna attract tourism (laughs) alright well we gotta think up a new plan alright everyone goes in just (laughs) Uh, so next segment uh, we see uh, Kino uh, (laughs) just on a wooded road and there's just a woman standing in the center who, uh, points over to a cabin off one of the forking paths. Uh, so, uh, going over, uh, Kino walks in and is like, oh, uh, finds a friendly professor. Uh, a professor that studies local cultures. Again, <laughs> you should listen huh. to, uh, go with locations. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, he's just a friendly person, offers some tea, has a chat with Kino, And fills fills, uh, the men on the... What just happened? (laughs) So uh, (laughs) he's like, all right, yeah, so uh, it's a little bit of a scheme of the town. So uh, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the king was banished and all the old traditions were thrown away with it. Uh, So essentially, this town lost their identity. So what they try to do is whenever a visitor comes by they just like play test some new uh, uh, <laughs> traditions that they can do what like what will really attract tourists and all that stuff but nothing it, really it sticks it really was like a like a place is everyone situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were shopping uh, so uh, he's like yeah it it's kind of sad because like what they're doing now is a local culture and tradition, just like spitballing and trying out new things whenever a new person arrives. That's a culture in and of itself. But they're all too stupid to recognize that, and even if they did, <laughs> they'd probably abandon it. So uh, I just have to uh, keep watch from afar. Uh, because he also notes, yeah, that uh, banished king... Yeah, that uh I'm a descendant of him. So, I'm I'm sort of like the technical ruler, but we're we're all ousted. We're just watching seeing how this town survives from the outside.
0: <laughs> it's just like their own soap opera. It's like, man, these people are dumb. This is great to watch. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh so we get to another country just really burning rubber in this episode. Uh mm-hmm. uh We see uh, Kino and Hermes on a gondola just loading a motorcycle onto, like, a Venetian (laughs) gondola. It's a very funny thing to me. Uh, (laughs) But uh, they're just going through just really somber canals. It's very gray, dark, and dreary. And just the saddest poem in the world is being read out loud to the entire city. So uh, Kino is like, what? is that that's weird <laughs> and the g- why uh, the gondolier is like oh yes now time to give you the backstory so <laughs> welcome to bummer city yep <laughs> we're happy to have you yeah truly this is just sad country that's like the only identifying <laughs> title we get this is the sad country
0: <laughs> also known as Pittsburgh
1: but <laughs> do <laughs> uh, take that Pennsylvania we all have I'm been. Dennis, you, I got one of us. <laughs> uh, so um, the gondolier gives the uh, backstory that there was an ancient poet who was so joyful he was uh, always writing about cheer and happiness and all this fun stuff. But then a foreign king ordered him, under the threat of death, to write him a sad poem. Just. The worst way to commission why? something is to, like, kidnap someone and be like, hey, you have 19 days to <laughs> Under do of just the opposite of what you've been doing forever. I have no way of telling if this will be good, but I assume you can do it. Okay, chop
0: chop. <laughs> I understand a lot of this show is just, like, doing so for the sake of doing it and, like, a lot of, like, f- philosophical questions. Like, you know, don't worry about the technical stuff, like the telepathy. This one just confused me. Like, why write a sad poem? Why is the king so into this sad poem he will murder people for it? <laughs> Art be
1: like that. I guess. Uh the the king of Emolandia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so War's coming up, I need a new anthem. <laughs> <laughs> uh so um this poet
1: having no sad experiences in his life, just anguishes for the whole like eighteen and a half days. Uh, until his wife, uh, who, seeing him sad for, like, the first time because he just can't crack this poem, uh, didn't want him to suffer anymore. So, she walks up to him and is like, hey, sweetie, I love you, goodbye,
0: and kills herself. Uh, so... (laughs) <laughs> hey, honey, check out this cute, neat new trick I just found out. It's called Suicide.
2: <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: <laughs> real rough.
2: In the arms <laughs> of
1: uh, Yeah, so now that he finally has inspiration of his wife's death in front of him, he now mm-hmm. knows sadness. Uh, so he finally presents his poem to the king and just recites it. And it's just, like, a day-long bummer. Just, the poem just rambles on forever about, oh, only a bird with broken wings knows the truth. And just, like, these, just the bleakest stuff in the world. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this poem was so bleak, the king just left. He's like, fuck, I I have to get out of here and just abandons his city, eventually dies. I did
2: this.
1: (laughs) And, yeah, this poet, being so traumatized, continued to recite this poem out loud for the entire city to hear for ten years straight. So, (laughs) this town... This is... I love this one.
2: (laughs) This is so, like, Greek.
1: Yes. Greek
2: myth. Mm -hmm. I love this one. Yeah,
1: so the city just becomes... So inconsolable because they just hear the saddest poem in the world every single day. So the poem ten- the poet, ten years later, finally dies. Everyone is like, all right, cool, we finally got over <laughs> Sweet this. relief. Great. But then, the day he died, his 14-year-old daughter, who in all this time had memorized the poem, picked it up where he left off and just continues <laughs> reciting the poem. So now they have a tradition in this town where every 10 years, the uh, 14 year old girl with the most beautiful voice in the city uh, is assigned poet duty and must just recite this uh, for the next 10 years.
2: Insane. Mm -hmm. I
1: love
0: it. It really really, is just Mm -hmm. Bomber City for the sake of being a bomber. (laughs) There's no reason for it. Uh, So uh, she's
1: like, oh, that's pretty gnarly. Weird. Uh, and just hears more and more of it uh then she's talking to someone else later on in the town and he's like yeah this this poem uh it it was so moving so uh good it it had to be written down it was put in it, it was put into a book some some people consider it a prophecy of some kind <laughs> weird <gasps> oh,
2: what what uh,
1: <laughs> uh So she's like, oh shit, okay, so it's not a prophecy that uh, the world's gonna end. They're just reading a very bleak poem. (laughs) Uh, So uh, she leaves the town, she's on the outskirts, and uh, as uh, she's about to get going again, we just see tanks and soldiers and all this military force moving into the sad country. And one of the, uh, soldiers walking by is like, oh, hey, you, you don't seem like you're from that town. That's good. Because our city, our country has this prophecy that the world's gonna end, but it says, like, you have to destroy the green plate. And we interpret that to mean this city with like a green uh circular coastline, so we have to destroy it in order to prevent this prophecy from happening and it's like, oh cool, great what what a, a great uh little tale about hey maybe maybe do some like media literacy before you base your entire country around a single book of allegories." <clears throat> Uh, mm. that's mm. And episode three. No. <laughs>
2: well, I think like what's so interesting because it wasn't it wasn't the sad country, was it? It was the country from the beginning that gave her the free stuff.
0: I I thought it was a different country entirely. I thought it was just like another country that we never even saw. Oh. Yeah, we I think because they don't make it very clear. Yeah, like none of these countries have names. Uh, I
1: you are probably right uh, and. Because it would make much more sense if it was circular like that, but... Uh, yeah,
2: well, because then their prophecy is right, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like this crazy, you know, like, damn.
0: Uh, that the world's gonna like, that their world's gonna end because yeah. of the invasion.
2: And, like, the end of this one, I forget what Hermes asks Kino, but it just abruptly ends with Kino saying, "Why don't you ask me in the morning?" And I was just like,
1: "Jesus Christ!" Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Asked, like, yeah. So, do you still believe in the prophecy? If if like it's about to come true for this city? And Kino's like, "I I don't know. We'll see in the morning. Like, we'll see when the dust settles." And it's just very yeah. grim and like, "Oh shit! Oh right."
2: <laughs> yeah, this one was my favorite of the three, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. the whole the whole myth part of it was i loved of course because i love myths
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: and like oh yeah it just i love a full circle moment so if it was that city from the beginning or country from the beginning that they went to and they thought the world was going to end and then they were like no 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 tomorrow Mm -hmm. perfect beautiful Mm -hmm. tied it up with a bow delicious (laughs) Mm -mm 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 -mm, give me more of that
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really caught me off guard until the very end when it like it cinches it all together. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay yeah. uh, there was one line from the soldier dude who just like runs and is like, Hey, you're not from you're not from around here. You don't look like you're from like this town. Kino's like, No, I'm I'm a traveler And the guy goes, Good, we didn't rope in any like but bystanders or like someone who wasn't involved with this, and he says, "God, I love when a plane comes together." And it just—I don't know why that yeah, line hit me so fucking fine. hard. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "Hell yeah, it all worked out." It's like, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> it <laughs> he's just good. like so amped. Oh. Uh, um. But also, there was um. Forgot to mention—we've mentioned it plenty of times off off mic. Um. There's like a CRT. Sort of overlay throughout this entire series, and when we were making sure which series it was, I looked into this. Uh, you know, I guess it's a reboot or a sequel from 2017, and it doesn't have that. And all the screenshots I found of this series from 2003 have it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a stylistic choice, and honestly, I love it. I think it works great for it. It makes it feel really, you know, dated very much. But of course, no one, no one who's familiar with CRTV is just really going to understand why it looks like that yeah but it really just adds like a whole nother layer to it of just this like it feels like a weird vhs travel show i found like in a yard sale mm-hmm. mm. and it's like man look at this weird land where where is this place and it's just yeah it's a real just snapshot of areas where you're like we said you Kino goes to the country but doesn't like get involved with the country. It really is just passing through and showing you what it's like in a different land real quick and then moving on to the next.
2: Kino's journey, no reservations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kino's, quinoa, and kai. I don't know a lot of k-words. Yeah, if you'll allow me to get
1: self-indulgent for a minute and just talk about this, because... Yeah, truly, I had no idea what the show was going into it. This isn't a weird setup for me to plug uh, a deeply in hiatus project. Uh, So, uh, yeah, this was just extremely jarring because this really touched on a lot of stuff that I was trying to explore. Like, I very much wanted to make a show where it was a travel show in a fantasy world uh, based on Anthony Bourdain's stuff, of like, yeah, let's just mm-hmm. go explore and see what this culture's like. Uh, so, truly seeing, like, yeah, let's go to this country, uh, find like the unique local culture and like wh- how this city works for an episode and then move on absolutely blew me away to be like, oh, cool, this thing that I wanted to make already existed for like two decades before i did it so it number one just like immediately grabbed me for that like oh uh, same thought uh, very similar uh, wavelengths but uh, mm-hmm. just being as beautiful and uh like the aesthetics are exactly what i was going for the tone was exactly what i was going for like again i you don't you listen to it if you want if this show sounds interesting to you Number one, watch it. But number two, uh, you can listen to my podcast, which is kind of, I guess, like fan fiction in this world now. (laughs) Um, And I do just, again, if you like this, uh, there's another podcast. I'm not going to be completely self-indulgent. Another big Hmm. inspiration for me was a podcast called Scenic Byways, uh, which Mm -hmm. is... uh, essentially this, uh, but uh, exploring, like, American folklore and culture uh, through the eyes of, like, a trucker driving by himself. Uh, Sick. It is very good. It touches on, like, Paul Bunyan and, like, Big Rock Candy Mountain and just, like, American folk culture in a very cool and interesting way. Uh, So, number one, yes, I am very on board with this show. I've already (laughs) looked into, like, buying it because, like you said, it has that feeling of, like, yeah, this is, like, an archaic VHS I found. Like, my immediate feeling was, like, I need to buy this before it disappears off the internet forever. I need to own mm-hmm. this. And then I saw, like, oh, yeah, the DVD's readily available. It's a very popular series. So, <laughs> nice. like, even just the show itself has that vibe of, like, ooh, this is, this is like, a hidden gem uh, just, like, built into the tone of the show. And it is very good. I am highly on board with this.
0: Mm. yeah
2: hell
1: yeah i liked it a lot but i like even
2: more that dugan likes it so much i've said on the podcast before i love listening to people talk about things that they enjoy and i'm glad dugan liked this so much so
0: hell yeah, yeah. we take those there's a few and far between yes. we take what we get i feel like this is i mean this is the highest
2: success i think
1: yeah, I I thought well, I was going to go we, in and be like, "Oh yeah, um uh, moped Kid energy. Uh, of course you like it." And then it's like, "Hey, I'm di- I'm staring deeply into your soul." And it's like,
0: "Oh fuck. All right, cool." I don't want to be that guy, but I'll also point out still in the furry category a little bit God just, damn it. you know. All right.
1: Are we- <laughs> well, first off, how do you feel? I don't want to uh just monologue and then <laughs>
0: take it away from <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was, like, this is, I'm going to continue watching this because I very much enjoy uh, just these niche, niche little snapshots of, especially this fantasy world, but it's not, like, super high fantasy where it's like, oh, a dragon's the mayor, which, I mean, I'd also enjoy mm-hmm. that, but <laughs> um, but it's more grounded, but it's also, like, there's no way... It's no way it could happen modern day. There's no way this whole town would work together to find a touristy gimmick and do it every time a new person shows up. There's no way this town would just be sad forever. Like, that just can't function in reality. But I love, because in fiction, it could. It easily could, because why not? Mm -hmm. And that's some of my favorite parts of, like, One Piece where they're going to these different weird little islands early on in the series and it's like let's see what's up with this island it's got this crazy weird gimmick that it should not be able to function with but unlike one piece it's not like hey you know that guy over there dressed like a baby here's a 35 chapter sad backstory for why he's dressed like a baby this show is just like and we're moving on Mm -hmm. yeah before we question it before you can question anything we're already at the next town. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I like, like that oh, this has, neat. like, the dark, mysterious vibe of, like, Girls Last Tour. Yeah. But, uh, I like that this doesn't have a goal as far as we know. Like, Kino is just traveling to look at things.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: in Girls Last Tour, they're like, oh, we're trying to get to this place. But this is just, like, leisurely, you
0: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I love that we're exploring all these, like, local cultures. But we have this, like overarching plot. I assume they'll get to at some point. But it feels very like post-apocalyptic. It feels like this world should be more inhabited, but we're just not seeing a lot of people. Just like pockets of small cities. And it's like oh, yeah. hmm, something's bigger is going on here, but we don't get the typical anime of like, so introducing you to the world, there was this great divide and blah blah blah. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, what what's up in that town over the hill? And then we find out.
0: End of episode. <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, even the first episode with the land that's constantly changing by itself. The fuck's happening with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, not my problem to figure <laughs> out. And you move yeah, on. Fa- found a road. That's all we needed. Don't need to explain. That's all you need. It's great, yeah. It's very interesting. And I I've very much enjoyed that it's a show that appreciates the quiet moments. There, Like we said, there's really not a lot of music, if any. I think the only music we heard was like in story music of, like, that guy with, like, the record player and stuff. Um, and, like, even when Kino is hunting the rabbits and, like, cleaning them and stuff, like, it's very much, like, a show that appreciates those quiet moments and, like, the skill or craft of something, or cle- uh, Kino cleaning their guns and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are always, I, that's always an easy sell for me. Like, th- those, like, detailed craft sort of uh introspectives
1: yeah just really trying to put you in the moment with this character and experience this narrative as they are experiencing it rather than oh this is a fun show i'm i'm gonna have a fun time watching this it's like no feel this it's cold you're cold
0: (laughs) i think for me it's a lot of like look at this skilled person at their craft i'm like god i wish i knew how to do fucking anything (sighs) Uh, but yeah big big thumbs up all around it seems Mm -hmm.
1: yeah if there's a show you the listener would like us to watch and uh, possibly have already written uh, podcasts about
0: (laughs) you can send your
1: recommendations to us are we there yet at at gmail.com is our email or you can reach out to us on twitter or instagram at are we there yet on both and uh, again it's called echoed locations there's on episode (laughs) out and it will likely not come back but uh, uh, we have hope Uh, maybe I won't be on eight TV shows at some point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you
2: can hear my socials on any other episode of this podcast I'm going to recommend the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemisin because I feel like if you watch this show and like it you will definitely like the Broken Earth Trilogy it is a masterful, masterful work of fiction I highly recommend it
0: you can find me on Twitter, don't recommend it me or the Twitter <laughs> um, instead I'm going to recommend... But I didn't know we were doing recommended. Give Sorry. me my. <laughs> I just, it was on my mind. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. I just, I was trying to think of anything and I was like, I got nothing. Um, Dude, can you can't cut this part yeah. too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Rick, Chief. Nacho fries from Taco Bell. <laughs> Fuck, bring them back. They're that back. Shit hits. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ABT. I don't recommend it. Twitter or my social handle. It's. Oh, me thirsting after artist instead i recommend a youtube series called tales of Illyrian," and it's also a, just a fantasy high fantasy show much more high fantasy than this but there's almost no dialogue and the few dialogue that is in it isn't in any known language it's all it's all fictional So it's very much a visual show rather Mm. than, like, a plot-heavy, and it's just got a lot of amazing art and a lot of the, like, fun characters with really defined shapes and styles to them, like we've talked about in Ranking of Kings, that just really hits hard for me. And, yeah, the first season-ish is all out, and it's really good.
1: We're all, we're all branching out to uh, giving recommendations for stuff that we,
0: <laughs> well, you gave recommendations
1: for stuff you didn't do. Uh, but <laughs> uh, thank you to Camille Rooley for our artwork and thank you to Louis Zong for theme song stories, which again, someone else with incredible talent doing their own <laughs> thing. Uh, you can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com Thank you and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime.
2: Also read the Song of Achilles, that has nothing to do with this. Getting the
0: ninth is amazing as well. <laughs> <laughs>